In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The readings of the month of Tut, which is the first uh, Coptic month in the Coptic year, the readings of Sundays are about the love of God the Father. Last Sunday, the Gospel was about the counsel of God toward us, the plans of God toward us. And these plans are plans of prosperity, plans of blessing, plans of success, plans of salvation. And the Gospel differentiates between people who accepted the plan of God toward them and people who rejected the plan of God toward them. And he said that the tax collectors and the sinners have accepted the plan of God toward them being baptized by John the Baptist. But the scribes and Pharisees rejected the counsel of God. So the love of God is manifested through what he is planning for you. God has good plans for you. Even if you don't see it, even you don't understand it, but God has a good plan for you. All things work out for good for those who love God. Today's gospel is about the revelation of the love of God toward us. The revelation of the love of God toward us. After the Lord sent the 70 in their mission to preach the gospel, the 70 returned with good news. And they were very happy and told him, Lord, Even the demons, the evil spirits, are subject to us in your name. So the Lord told them, I I saw that Satan is falling from heaven like lightning. So there is a victory over the kingdom of darkness, victory over the kingdom of Satan. Then he said to the disciples, but don't rejoice in this. Don't rejoice that you can cast out demons. Yes, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing will harm you. But don't rejoice in this. But rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. That's our joy. Our names are written in heaven. God actually wrote our names in heaven and gave us the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. After this, the Lord himself rejoiced in spirit and then prayed to God the Father. And we actually have only two recorded prayers 
The Lord Jesus Christ prayed to God the Father several, several times. He spent all night in prayer, so many days. But we have only two recorded prayers. The prayer that we heard today from Luke chapter 10, and the other prayer in John chapter 17, which was on the covenant Thursday, on the night of his crucifixion. These are the two recorded prayers. That's why this prayer is very precious. How the son is speaking to his father. So he rejoiced in the spirit because the plan of God, the plan of our salvation, our names are written in heaven. He came to save us. So now this plan is in effect. Now we are accepting the economy of God and the plan of God in our life. And now we are saved in his name. So the son actually gave all the glory to God the Father. And he said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And this is actually a lesson to us. The son did not praise his ministry. Rather, he gave all glory to God the Father. In the same way, we, when we succeed in any ministry or anything actually we do, we should give glory to God because our success is from God. We are not, our sufficiency is not from ourselves, but God who make us actually successful and sufficient. And then he revealed to us who will accept the plan of God? Who will accept the plan of God? Those who are like children in their hearts. Some people are wise and prudent in their own minds. These people, it is very difficult for them to accept the plan of God. Because everything they want to examine it by their mind. Now many people actually became atheists, unfortunately. Because everything they wanted actually to examine it by their minds. The mysteries of God are not contradicting with our mind but they are surpassing our understanding. When we describe God, we say about him, incomprehensible. Our mind cannot comprehend the plans of God. That's why if you want to understand the plans of God by your mind, you will stumble. Your mind is limited. His economy and his plans are incomprehensible. You receive them by your spirit and believe in them. That's why he said, 
You have hidden these things, your economy, your mysteries, your plans. You have hidden them from the wise and prudent. Those who want their mind to be the final authority. No. Faith surpasses our mind. Does not contradict with it, but surpasses our mind. Because God is incomprehensible. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't lean on your understanding. Otherwise, you will not understand the mystery of God. You have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. So God has a good plan for you. This is the love of God toward you. But if you want to examine these plans with your earthly wisdom, you will stumble. Have a heart of a babe, a, a child. When actually you tell a young child, this is the body and this is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, they will accept it by faith. When you tell them, God became man and was born from a virgin, they will accept it. But people who rely on their own understanding, they will stumble over the plans of God. You have hidden these things from the prudent and the wise and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. We need to approach God with the simplicity, the innocence, the purity of little children. But the earthly wisdom will hinder our understanding, will blind our comprehension, and we cannot actually understand the mysteries of God. Then the Lord actually in his prayer, praised us for we received privileges that even the prophets and the righteous men of the Old Testament did not receive. When he said, blessed are the eyes which see the things you see, for I tell you, many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. And the church took this part and prayed with it in the litany of the gospel to remind us every time we come to the church that we receive the blessings that the people in the Old Testament, the prophets and the righteous men, did not receive it. In the Old Testament, they saw the promises and believed in the promises, but they did not receive it. But we in the New Covenant, we receive the many blessings. 
What are the blessings? In the Old Testament, you cannot approach God directly. You approach God through a mediator. This mediator is either the prophet or the priest. The prophet delivers message from God to the people, and the priest delivers message from people to God. And these were very selected people, not anyone. God said to Moses, say to the people to stay away from the mountain. If anyone approaches the mountain, he will die. I will talk to you and you talk to the people. But in the new covenant, we can talk to God directly. We don't need a mediator. As St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 1, and this is the Purim letter that we read it in the Feast of Nativity, in which we celebrate the beginning of the new covenant. God in the former times, he spoke to our fathers through the prophets, but in the latter times, he spoke to us through his son. So God speaking to us directly and we can speak to him directly. In the old covenant, there was no forgiveness of sin, but there was a promise of forgiveness of sin because all our sins were forgiven in the cross. Nathan, when he said to David, the Lord transferred your sin from you, David took the promise of forgiveness. But when he died, he went to Hades and remained there until the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then this promise of forgiveness was fulfilled. And now David, his sins are forgiven. But now in the new covenant, when we repent and we confess our sins, our sins are forgiven instantly. That's why when we die, we don't go to Hades, we go to the paradise of joy. In the old covenant, as I said, there was a veil between the people and God. But in the new covenant, this veil is broken. Not only the veil is broken, but now we can be united with, with the Lord Jesus Christ in communion. And we can abide in him and he abide in us. And I can go over and over many, many, many blessings we received in the new covenant. That's why the Lord said, many righteous and men, many prophets and righteous men have desired to see the things which you see and have not seen them. There is a hymn called Pioik, the bread of life. In this hymn we say, the cherubim and the seraphim 
are standing around you and cannot behold you. But we behold you every day on the altar. Yes, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For ears you hear in the Old Covenant, the words are just letters written on stones. But in the New Covenant, the Word of God is not only a letter, but letter anointed by the Spirit. So each letter can pierce your heart, can transform you. But in the Old Covenant, because of the hardness of the hearts, that's why the commandment were given on two tablets of stones. So the commandment were just like letters on tablets of stones, has no effect. But in the New Covenant, the power of the Holy Spirit that we received can pierce my heart and transform my heart, has the power to change and transform me. Blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Why God gave us all these blessings? Because he loved us. There is no other reason, there is no other explanations except the love of God. God is willing to deliver and to reveal more and more about himself to us. The mystery of God actually is revealed, but revealed to whom? To the innocent, to the pure in heart. That's why the Son said, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Father submit everything under the feet of the Son. The Father submit everything under the feet of the Son. That's why the Son said, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows the Son, who the Son is but the Father. Absolutely, that is the Holy Trinity. No one can understand or know exactly who the Son is except the Father. And no one knows who the Father is but the Son, absolutely, the Holy Trinity. Then there is a very, very beautiful promise when he said, no one knows who the Father is but the Son and the one and the person to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. So we can have the knowledge of the Father. The Son is willing to reveal the mystery of God the Father to us. As it is revealed to Peter, when the Lord said to Peter, no flesh or blood has revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. So, the revelation of the mystery of the Holy Trinity, the revelation of the mystery of God, 
the revelation of the mystery of our life, the revelation of the mystery of the economy and the plans of God toward us. All these things, actually, God is willing to reveal them to us. But these are revealed to those who fear Him, to those who walk in purity of heart, to those who are innocent and simple. So, God is willing to reveal Himself But we need to be pure vessels to accept this revelation. So the message of today, God loves you and granted you many blessings that many prophets and righteous men in the old covenant did not receive it. They saw it with the eye of prophecy, but they did not receive it. That's why the Lord said in the Gospel of last Sunday, the least of the the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist is considered one of the prophets of the Old Testament. So God loves you and he has many, many blessings for you. And also, many mysteries is willing to reveal to you. But you need to open your heart to receive. You need to cleanse your your vessel to receive these blessings and these mysteries. So, let us dedicate this liturgy today to give thanks to God for all his love, for all the blessings, for all the revelation. Let's ask him to grant us heart of babes, simple, pure, innocent heart, to cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, our understanding, in order to be able to receive the mystery of God and to receive the blessings of God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.